0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: I do associate this song with heat basketball. I think it's because you know they used to have the Bongos at the arena and Gloria Stefan is such a Miami staple, so I like what Marcos did with this music choice, and I always love when we can have on the man, the myth, the legend. This guy just crushes it on the Miami Heat Radio Network, Heat Weekly, pregame, halftime, postgame, and all the awesome stats he brings you during Miami Heat games. Tommy Teig is with us. Good morning, Tommy. How are you, sir?
2: Well, Alex, after that uh, introduction, I think I should quit right there and not say a word. Thank you very much.
1: It's been nice dealing deal with you guys. It was nice chatting I'm doing with you. Well. Thanks a lot. No, it's so great having you, and listen, it it always, Tommy, it feels good to be back over 500 for the first time since, you know, after that uh, Mexico City game a couple of weeks ago, and the importance of winning two straight, uh, because I look at the road to come, because the Heat are going out west for a a long five-game trek in Denver, in Utah, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at the Suns, how important is it, Tommy, to get a couple wins and a little momentum under your belt?
2: Well, I think any time you walk away with a couple of victories, you feel good about yourself. But I think after you played the way that you did before Christmas in your building, you almost had to get these two games, regardless who you were playing against. Yeah, they always have problems against Minnesota and the Lakers come in with LeBron. So it's a little bit more of a happening than it was a basketball game when it started. You had to get these games just for that reason alone, and you're right, on going out to the road now, you have to look at it the exact same way. You need a little bit of confidence when you start going into places like Denver, where you had a tough time throughout your entire career. Same thing with Utah in a back-to-back scenario, even though their team has changed. And then those three games next week, even though you've beaten all three of those teams, you're in their barn. So it's going to be tough, but uh, you're right. It's going to make it feel a little bit easier to go out there knowing what you're capable of doing, especially if you have a full roster. It would be nice to see Kyle Lowry board the plane to get out to the West. And uh, if Jimmy and Bam are able to go most of the time, I think you're
0: in good shape. Donald, can I say Tommy Tigg is my guy. Tommy <laughs> Tog is my, my absolute guy. Uh, one of my most favorite people to work with. Not gonna lie to you, he's nice enough. He brings me uh, a diet green tea every time I work with him. This is this is a man's man right here. Uh, you're
1: you're you're drinking diet green tea. You're not a man's man. I'm not <laughs> glad he provides you with such a girly
0: drink. He brings Jeez. it. To, hey, hey, all right. He you're talking to, to someone who drinks apple juice every morning okay. in the studio. Look, t- look, we're, we're we're getting far away from the point. Tommy has uh, time. He has stuff he needs to do. All right. Tommy, thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, I'm getting ready to throw
2: out the Diet iced tea. That's what I'm getting ready to do. <laughs> the remaining five bottles left in the
0: in the can. Come on, man. That's disrespectful. But, Tommy, uh, we mentioned it now getting over 500. Yeah. Am, am I okay to take a breath? Are we finally riding the ship? Do you think that we're finally getting back on track after dealing with injuries? Or do you think that there's still one more move we need to make?
2: Well, I don't know about whether the move needs to be made. I mean, that's been speculated since before the season even started when you kind of wondered if Caleb Martin could play the four slot. I've been hearing trade rumors going all the way back to July after P.J. Tucker decided to sign with Philadelphia. So uh, whether or not you feel like you have to go in that direction, I think the team is doing what they can with the roster that they do have. How many times they've mismatched lineups and tried to patch things together. It's been tough. There's no question about it. But they're not the only team, Marcos, in the league that's going through something like this. That's why it's tough to be in a position like this. You'd rather be where some of the elite teams in the league are, of course. But you try to ride the storm as best as you possibly can. I think this team is doing that to get back over the 500 mark. And they have to go someplace from there. But to say that they've righted the ship just yet... I still have to wait to see. I'm going to give it a little bit more time. I want to see where they are. I would guess around the All-Star break before I think they've righted the ship because then you're going to have Jimmy in there for an extended period of time. Bam last year missed this period of time with the broken thumb. Hopefully he's okay when you get into that period. And I think when you have a lot of home games in March and April going into the playoffs, that's when I think you have to start peaking right now. I'm not worried about where they are at this point. They're back in the division lead. They're in sixth place, three games out of fourth. You know, they're in a decent position, all things considered. So I like where they are right now, but I still think that they're capable of better. Whether or not they need that move, that's up to them, not me.
1: Yeah. And and to me, I think this team is going to be fine and competitive with just about anybody as long as they're healthy down the stretch. And there's been a lot of maintenance early in the season. And I think that's a big reason why the Heat have dropped so many games and they're only a game over 500. But, you know, last night gives us an example, even without Kyle Lowry, how good this team can be with Jimmy and uh, and Bam, you know, along with Tyler, who keeps hitting clutch shots on the floor, and you know, let, let's talk a little bit, Tommy, about just just how much Jimmy and Bam add to this team, and it's certain things they do that maybe go unappreciated. Like my favorite thing about Jimmy's performance last night was the six steals, right? And and uh-huh. we're seeing more consistent offensive performances from Bam. So you know, the two of them, I think, can still—they've not hit their peak yet this season. I think I'm trying to say.
2: Well, I think I agree with you as far as what uh, a lot of people nationally don't look at, Alex. They don't appreciate the defensive quality that both of those guys bring to the table. Jimmy Butler is known as a defensive star. So is Bam and Bio around here. We watch and we get to enjoy what they're able to bring every single night. Offensively, I think if Bam can continue on this run, he started off the season A little bit off his game offensively, but he's really come on a tear here in December. 21 points, 11 boards per game. He's really getting into a consistent level. He just passed uh, UD on the double-double list last night to move into fourth place on the heat all-time list in that department. And I just think that if you see consistency in his game over the second half of the season, I think you're really going to see some things. Same thing with Jimmy, but you got to keep him out on the floor. There have been so many times this year that after he sat out for that two-week period, he comes back, plays a couple of games, sits out, plays three games, sits out again, will not play in both ends of the back-to-back coming up. We knew that two weeks ago. But after that, there's an 18-game period, no back-to-backs. So I think that's when you're going to get the idea of getting your full lineup out there if these guys are healthy that you're going to have them out there on a more consistent basis. But what they bring to the table, as far as what people uh, feel they're underappreciated about, I think most people still think Bam needs an outside shot. I think his offense is fine. I don't think people appreciate his offense as much as a lot of people should. As far as Jimmy's concerned, I still think, uh, you know, People would want to see him out there more, but, hey, if he continues to play like playoff Jimmy when April, May, and June come around, you really can't think about what he does at this time of year because the last three years when he's played here, he hasn't played 60 games in a season yet as a Miami Heat member. So I don't worry that much about what Jimmy brings you in the regular season, plays elite basketball when he is out there. So I think that's the situation that you have in the second half of the year. You keep these guys on the floor, you're in very good shape.
0: Again, you're listening to Tommy Ty here on the Toby Leroy Show. Uh, We're on the Toyota of Hollywood WQAM hotline. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Tommy, I'm going to keep it simple. What have you seen from Victor Oladipo? Does he seem like he's healthy? Does he seem like he's going to be able to contribute as the season progresses?
2: I'll ask for the first part. Do I think he's healthy? Yes, I do. Do I think he's ready to play on an elite level like he did back in 2018? No, I don't, and I'm going to give you the reason why, because here's a good example. On Friday night, uh, people are going to listen to or watch Jamal Murray in action. Here's a guy that was capable of throwing in 50 points in any game that you see him out there. He's still trying to get his game back after the knee injury that he has gone through. Now, granted, he's scoring 18 points per game, which is a little bit more than you're noticing out of Oladipo, but I still think you see some signs out there, Marcos, about the ability that he has, especially on the defensive end, you're seeing signs. His offense hasn't come around just yet. I think once that starts to come, either driving to the bucket or hitting jumpers, I think he went one of seven last night, 0 for four from three. Once he starts doing that, you're not going to worry anything about the ability that he has offensively. But I just think it's, it's really the time of season that you really don't worry that much about him except to get him ready. The best thing that I see out there is that he's averaging 26, 27 minutes a game. And I wasn't uh, the least bit surprised that that was able to happen after you saw him uh, you know, in the first couple of games playing 18, 20 minutes, giving you what you're able to get. Now, if you're expecting 20 points per game out of Victor Oladipo like you got four or five years ago, I think you're going to be in for a sad surprise. But the unfortunate thing is people want results day after day. You've got to give this guy time. I still think, I wouldn't say he's an elite player in the league, but I still think he's a very valuable player, and he's going to be an asset to this club on the second unit in the second half of the year.
1: You know, speaking of offense, one guy whose offense has been on point for the last couple of years is Tyler Hero, and he has hit biggest shots, clutch game ceiling shots the last two victories against uh, the Lakers and against Minnesota, And, you know, I I would, of course, imagine that if you're looking for clutch shots down the stretch in playoff games, Jimmy, of course, is going to be the go-to guy. But Hero has shown he can knock down a lot of these big buckets, Tommy. So kind of give me your progress report on Tyler so far this season and how valuable it is to have multiple potential closers in important games.
2: Well, let's look back, uh, Alex, to 2011. I remember when they put the big three together for the first time. A lot of people said, gee, who the heck is going to take that last shot at the end of the game? Is it going to be Bosh? Is it going to be Wade? Is it going to be LeBron? That's a nice problem to have. I think yeah. They give a similar problem uh, coming up right now. Sure, you're probably going to go to Jimmy Butler nine times out of ten. But Tyler here with the ability of these shows uh, with late game situations, you've got to want the basketball. Tyler Hill wants the basketball as much as anybody and proves it by knocking down those shots. But uh, do I think it's going to be coming down to a situation like that where at the end of the game it's going to be either Jimmy or Tyler? Sure, it depends on the situation and what they're looking for. And uh, I'd be uh, equally okay with either one of them taking that final shot. But I'll tell you the truth, what really has impressed me most about Hero this season, not that he's just uh, evolved as a starter, but you take a look at last night's game. When Kyle Lowry's out of the lineup, he, he comes up with nine assists. So even though anybody's talking about the big shot down the stretch that gave them a 10-point lead, they eventually go on to win the game. He's doing so many other things with the ball in his hands instead of just being a scorer like he was when he first came here. We heard about this, and Tobin told me this a long time ago. When he came into the league, he was known as a bucket, not a board. You know, He's not a rebounder, he's not a passer, but he's showing signs in those areas that he's becoming a more complete player. So even though he still has that ability that we talk about Time and time again, great shooter, great scorer. He can put the ball in the basket at any time from anywhere. I still like the idea he's becoming a more complete player, and I think that's going to be the best thing for this kid in the long run.
0: Tommy, looking ahead. Uh, and just you know, one quick one before I get you out of here, I, I thank you for your time. I told Tommy that he's my first guest I ever like texted and was like, "Hey, oh my would you like to be on this show—that's my guy. I well, must huh? be on like the it.
2: bottom of the Rolodex." <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's, and you found it. Good for you, Marco. It's one name. I'm not gonna lie. It's just it's one name. <laughs> but uh, l- looking ahead, you know, the Heat are always good at finding that that gem that's hidden. You know, the Kendrick Nuns of the world, and you know the Duncan Robinsons. Uh, based off what we've seen, we've seen some key contributions this season from Haywood High Smith, as well as Orlando Robinson at times, Drew Smith. Have the Miami Heat found that player, the, the, the one that no one else saw, the overlooked player that could possibly contributing to this Heat roster within the next two years or so?
2: Well, that's a good question because uh, it, it has not happened just yet, Marcos, at the beginning of the year through the first 30-something games. Uh, there's an awful lot of guys who have stepped up and played well at certain times. You mentioned Heywood Highsmith had a few games, a uh, career high at one point against Chicago, and uh, did some decent things uh, defending different players in whatever matchup they placed him in. Uh, but you look at last night's game, he didn't get much of a chance to play at all. And I think that's what it's going to be for him throughout the course of time. We've seen Jovic do certain things and he looks like a player that you're glad that you drafted and maybe a little more time in the G League this year will help him out much more. Orlando Robinson, you know, same type of thing. Drew Smith, all those guys you mentioned. But I haven't seen anybody really step up this season uh, in the undrafted category. We had Caleb Martin last year as a two-way guy who was undrafted, who really uh, opened a lot of eyes with the way that he was able to play. But there's probably somebody on the horizon because the Heat is so good and finding people like that, as you just mentioned, Duncan Robinson, you go down the list of so many different guys. Derek Jones Jr. at one point was a two-way player. And there's just so many of them along the way that uh, you, you get a feeling that somebody is out there right now. But uh, at the moment, I think they stick with their starters and, and, and maybe Gabe Vincent, you know, coming off the bench every once in a while with Max Drewson. I mean, you found those guys. You know, and I I think that that's the thing right now that you continue to nurture players like that and hope they continue to get better and maybe, uh, you know, be contributors when you get to the postseason this year.
1: Tommy, we have some late night tips coming up here. Uh, And, you know, I I do studio shows for for other teams like the Panthers and they play the 1030 sometimes like the Heat have a 1030 against the Clippers, a 10 o'clock at the Lakers. Uh, Are you a Cuban coffee drinker? Because if it were me, I'd be chugging cafecito at like 6, 7 p.m. to get ready for the late night. Do you have a routine for the late nights? I wish I
2: did. I just hope the coffee maker is working. That's the only thing that I worry about, but uh, I don't start at seven o'clock, Alex, to be honest with you. I probably start just a little after the pregame show. I mean, I'm okay up until that point. You know, my bedtime for an old guy is not 10 o'clock. It's usually closer to one o'clock in the morning, but that's like what I definitely needed to keep that thing going. So I don't worry too much about the broadcast itself. That takes care of itself. It's the drive home that's the tough part. So that's why I need that little boost of Cuban coffee if it's there at about, oh, 1.15 or so. But uh, I appreciate your tips. And if you have any, please give it to me because three of those games that we all start after 10 o'clock.
1: It's gonna be a good, uh, a good, hopefully a good trip for the Heat, and it's always a good time when you hear Tommy. On the oh, we're also Tommy. looking forward
2: to that New Year's Eve game that ends around midnight too. That, that that's a real good scheduling job, oh, we think, by the know, NBA.
1: I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm looking at that. So that's a nine o'clock in Utah, and so so they're actually uh, yeah, they're, it's gonna seven be, o'clock. Right, gonna be right down to the wire there. Wow, ten o'clock. Wow, okay. Well, good good luck with that, Tommy. I hope you can Thank you. watch the ball drop. <laughs> 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 but during the post game show, we'll watch the ball drop. Thanks, Alex. I love it. Have a great one, Tommy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tommy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Tommy Tig. There from the Miami Heat Radio Network. Always good stuff from Tommy. So, ooh, ooh, we have could be something, could be nothing coming up next year. Tobin and Leroy show on AM five hundred and sixty Sports WQAM.